listening to ComedySlamRadio.com. From our studios to the world, we bring you the finest in quality entertainment. So pop some popcorn, grab a smooch buddy, and settle in for another fine show from ComedySlamRadio.com. Thank you for tuning in to the Let's Be Frank show on ComedySlamRadio.com where we bring you national touring and celebrity comedian interviews. Follow us on Twitter at Let's Be Frank Show. And if you miss our live broadcast, you can find us on Stitcher Radio and iTunes at Let's Be Frank's Podcast. And please contact us with any questions or information about advertising and sponsoring at Let's Be Frank with Dave Frank at Yahoo.com. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Let's Be Frank Show. With Dave Frank, Fat Davey, soon to possibly be skinnier, Skinnier. if I can actually manage to wake up and get to the gym again tomorrow with that fat bastard, Sean Purvis. But to my left, I have Gwiggy standing up, who every time I see him is sitting down. Award-winning co-host, Gwiggy standing up. Yeah, Yeah, sorry about your damn luck, (laughs) co-host. I have the relatively famous, and we're lucky to have him here. Oh, I doubt that. Steve Baird. (laughs) Legend, oh, really? Legend in his own mind. Fam- famous with my relatives, you mean. <laughs> <laughs> you're so famous, your hair ran away. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're uh, you're right there with me, buddy. Yeah, mine ran away a lot longer before, yeah. and I'm nowhere near famous. <laughs> That's why I'm glad I'm not famous at all. I'm not. Here. I have hair. <laughs> we do have uh, Chris Shaw on the line as well, and that bastard got more hair than all of us put together. How you doing, Chris? Hey, I'm saving up, brother. Yeah, I understand. Are you still rocking the dreads? I'm still rocking the dreads, man, so they bury me. Nice. How long are those bastards? Are they like 12, 14 inches? What you got there? I've never have measured my penis, but my hair is probably about. um, My hair's about cock length. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you're trying to say? Okay. Chris, lay it out. You a black man. Which is longer, your pecker or your dreads? Just That's all we need to know. I don't know. Maybe I should measure them both at the same time. <laughs> go for it. We <laughs> can give you a minute. To, I should use my hair to measure my penis. There you go. Take a minute. We'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take more than a minute. I'm going to need some assistance over here. All right. Steve, go help him. Yeah, right. Long distance. <laughs> so, Chris, I, I want to thank this you. This is for why this. we called you. We were really concerned about your genitalia size. Yes. So. I know, man. You know, you're not, you're not the first. It's, uh, you know. You, you know, as a short, fat, white, Jewish male, uh, I'm always fascinated by the fact that everybody's pecker is bigger than mine. You know, I'm I feel, always fascinated by your bank account. You know, lately I've been fascinated by that too because I've had no life, so I've been watching it grow. I, I it's been pretty good. This is my life. I get to talk to you guys on Monday off, night. One or the other. I think I'm going to go with the bunny growing. <laughs> you know, I actually got lucky today, so I, I'm good for a couple of weeks now. I had a little... You were at the gym, right? You know, I, I went to the gym and I had a good workout, a first workout after I haven't been in the gym for like 16 months and like 40 wow. pounds. And then I got a magical text from a very lovely Spanish lady that invited me over for a afternoon rendezvous. So it was like a double workout, which is good. So she... She knew it was you, right? She did. did. Well, she didn't complain when I showed up. So whoever she was expecting, I made good. 
she's Spanish, and you know, I, I'm, I will admit I am not the greatest lover in the world. But one of the reasons why I like to hang out with Spanish women is when you do a good uh-huh. job, they start speaking in tongues. They're like, "I see, oh papi, oh papi," and whatever else I can't understand. So, so, so you know, you accomplish something. I hope so. I hope that's what that means because Asians do the same thing when you're ordering Chinese food, and uh, <laughs> I don't think it's pleasurable. Well, listen. If you're Asian, it's a dollar ninety-five, and they could they, they they holla. They're just as happy about about a about an egg roll order as they are sex. <laughs> Maybe an egg roll order is just like sex to them. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Sex probably takes less time because the egg roll order is always ten minute, ten minute. They need five for Sometimes sex first. Sex could be ten minute, ten minute. <laughs> it can be. Uh, I like it when it lasts a little think? bit longer. Steve, huh? Uh, Steve, when was the last time you had sex? Was it ten minutes or less? I don't know, man. I'm getting senile, and I can't remember the last time. It's been a while. Do you know if it lasted longer than ten minutes? Oh yeah, it did. Oh, I'm an all nighter, dude. Is yeah. it, was this like a five knuckle shuffle, or did we no, was no. somebody else there? Oh, dude, I'm just checking. I'm not in a porn film. Well, the five knuckle shuffle's your hand, man. It could have been you. Yeah, but it wasn't. I mean, it don't take me five minutes if I'm doing the five knuckle shuffle. I'm forty. I got it down pretty good. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> well, why are you filming yourself doing the five knuckle shuffle? That's what scares me. Uh, listen, I'm a sexy fat beast, bitch. Okay. When's the last time you got laid? Uh, let's see. It was recently. It wasn't too too long ago. Recently, if it yeah. was that recent, it, and was, it, like, happens it was that a couple rare. weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. All right. Pretty good. Now how, bitches, how was he? Um, let's was see. he pretty good? Was he big? Uh, for some reason, <laughs> it was really weird. This time, he happened to be a woman. He happened to be a woman. Very odd. Yeah. So. And Chris, you're you're the stud, so you're probably getting some action after every show. No, man, that's not me. Sorry there you go, Chris. Your name. That's it. Be a, be a I'm man. A, I'm an entertainer. There you go. Not huh? a, not a performer. <laughs> Does that make sense? A little bit. <laughs> it makes enough for my very highly educated listening audience that I love so no, much. No, I don't. I don't. I don't uh, go and dumpster dive when I get off the show. It's just. I'm there to, to entertain. There you go, Chris. There now you you're go. talking. Now nice. you're doing it like a. You can't tumor. fuck your. You can't fuck your fans, bro. <laughs> well, why not? Because then I'll be fucking fans. That's true. <laughs> Do I have any? Like, like I have. Are we language? I, are we language? Uh, we apparently, fucking language. not. So we're pretty good. You say what you want, man. This is how we roll. I hate it's, to be the first person to open up. Open up the door like that. No, mm-hmm. no, no. We've sworn before. It's internet radio. We. Represent ourselves how we want, man. We've already compared dick sizes. I think I lost. Uh, you're right. You're right. But I use well, mine I mean, today. I Am I the only one that fucking use mine today? It don't matter how big it is as long as you get to use it. I got to there use go. it. Proud. Pat my chest right now. <laughs> oh, oh is, that what that is? is that what that was? <laughs> get the defibrillator out. So, Chris, man, we were hoping you were going to make it here today. We were going to try to surprise Steve, one of his old buddies, because you guys didn't really start out together, but in the same state. I guess Steve started like a couple of decades before you, because he's like 107 <laughs> now. Yeah, he used to open mic with uh, George Washington. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I got the wooden teeth now. Steve's an awesome friend, man. I've, I've known him uh, since the beginning of my career, and he's Dude, uh, very instrumental. In, even though uh, I don't say much, I follow you on Facebook. Even though I don't post much, I still follow you on Even Facebook. Though what? Even though I don't post much, I still follow you on Facebook, dude. Is, is that you who's doing that? 
That's for Steve Baird, yeah. Man, you know, Steve, uh, the last time I worked with Steve was in a cheeseburger restaurant. Yeah, it was Bob's. That's, I think it's the last time I saw you. Bob's and, is that in Indiana? Bob's Burgers and ice cream up in Indiana, yeah. Now, don't they go to Bob's Burgers and ice cream on Comedy Central Bob. now? This is Bob, B-U-B-S. Oh, B-U-B, Bob's. It's, it's, it's owned by a guy that does comedy, what, about once a month, Chris, I think? Yeah. Is the place still open? Yeah, I think he still does it. Yeah, it's still open, I know. I I I mean, I'm not even here, man. I'm always gone, so. I hear you. I never heard anything else about it. Yeah, I think it's still going on. I think so. I saw some Dave Dugan posts where he was playing there a few while back, but. That, I think a, he's the only person that gets to play there since you left. <laughs> <laughs> See, okay. that, that's what happens when you hit the big time like Chris and you're out rolling from state to state, city to city, making all the fans crazy. I like crazy. to play the hamburger joint every now and again. Oh, of course, man. I got to, I got lucky a few months back and got to play the bowling alley. I don't think <laughs> they do. The best. Now that's luck. That <laughs> is luck. You got to time out the jokes between the pins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you laughed. I thought it was something wrong with me. No. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Set up premise. Strike. <laughs> exactly. Every show. Yeah. And, you know, actually. This guy's knocking them down. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I think the last time I saw you, Steve, was at a, an open mic at Finley's. Yeah. And you were like, holy shit, Dave. You had a good show. You were like, wow, you're so much better. I, was, I left feeling oh, good yeah. that night. You always I'm get like, better when you get stage time. I'm, I'm like, yeah. shit, Steve gave me some props. I'm feeling good. <laughs> well, yeah. I couldn't believe Steve left Indiana and went to Florida. Yeah, I, that was a, sh- a shock. Dude, I'll tell you, I don't like scraping ice off my cars in the morning. Mm-hmm. I don't blame you, brother. We, we miss you up here, though. Yeah, I know. It's, I a miss totally, it's a totally different comedy scene. The young comics of, uh, in Indiana have really... Uh, Stepped up, uh, stepped up, and they've actually started uh, running mics around town. I mean, it's mics pretty much every night of the week. And, you know, we still have three clubs here, but uh, I'm really proud of what the young comics have done to the Indianapolis scene. They kind of caught up a little bit with, like, Cincinnati, Dayton, and some of the other Midwest uh, cities that do well with comedy. Right. Cool. Yeah, I keep seeing names of comics out there I don't recognize, so it's a whole new decade of whole new generation of comics since well, I was there. you've been down here for how long now? Six years. Six, six years. There you go. That's like a oh, life. Oh, yeah, it's totally different. That's yeah. a, it, the, it's like a lifetime. Every two years, there's a new comedy scene, let alone new comics. Yeah. yeah. You know, right. That's like every two minutes, there's a <laughs> right. new comic. Yep. The comedy scene has went younger, and uh, for the old dinosaurs, it was one thing, and then my generation got skipped over, and then they skipped to the uh, young comics. Oh, really? Oh, but. Yeah, it's like I, I totally got erased out of it. was like my time, but it's still my time because I'm not like anybody, I don't think. No, nope. I'm moving to L.A. too, aren't you? Yeah, I'm on the way out there in a couple of weeks, brother. Sweet, man. You got nice. to line up and everything? or you got, who you... Uh, I got I got a couple of things lined up, but I'm not really um, – my, my, my whole career has been about challenges and, and doing stuff kind of like on the spur because I never really worked here in the city. I, I've always – I started out on the road. Right, and I've always done things different than a traditional comic would. So it's a new challenge. It's, it's uh, I'm a nervous wreck about it, but uh, I pray a lot, so I, I feel everything is gonna go. Yeah, everything works out, man. We definitely oh, yeah. hope it works out there for you. This way, when I get there, I got a place to stay. When I fail, I can sleep <laughs> yeah. on your couch. Get a two bedroom, please. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there I got with you. A couple you. places to stay, and then uh, 
you know, it's always couch surfing. I never have surfed before, but I've slept on the couch, and I'm pretty sure that when you put them both together, something good will happen. Nice. Yep. I, I have slept on many a couch. They're horrible, but it happens. Uh, what is that a turn down, a sex turn down, or is this? <laughs> uh, yeah. it, it, that's it, when he that, sleeps on the couch right sometimes it, it's, been, on the couch, Frank. Uh, it, it's been known to happen <laughs> hey i like now he's now, all right i gotta bust his chops now because he just called me frank but earlier was Dave, it earlier Dave, Dave, Dave. <laughs> early was it earlier today or yesterday it was yesterday or today it was it was yesterday what do you yeah. call you, Dank? No, he. What's the name of my show? <laughs> let's be Let's be frank with Dave Frank, right? Yeah. He goes, Dave. What's your last name again? <laughs> really? It's only repeated in like every thirty seconds of the show. Everybody tells me how much I love my name. He could have called you Dave Davy. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. You're right. And I turned around and made a poster saying the same thing. I was man. It's been a long birthday week. I actually had a uh, my birthday was Saturday, but. I celebrate like a whole week because I think I deserve it. There you go. Well, when you get as old as you, it takes a week to celebrate or at least a half a week to celebrate and a half a week to recover. Uh, Yeah. I didn't didn't actually do too much. I just spent a lot of time with my kids, uh, and I hung out with some old high school friends and uh, went to some mics around town and just pretty much just kicked it, you know, just uh, saw some people I hadn't saw in like uh, 20 years from high school and uh, from the comedy scene. So it, it was a good good time to actually be at home for once normally i'm on the road on my birthday so it's a uh, kind of nerve-wracking yeah man I, I couldn't even imagine what it would be like to be on the road oh god <laughs> steve's just getting nervous <laughs> thinking. Oh, you get nervous to think like about shaking me. and everything and freaking out. me being on the road or nervous about you going back on the road uh, i'm nervous about me going back on the road <laughs> what do you think? That, I think, that, I, I think i think i'm an old man it. now chris hell i'm 56 Fifty-six. You still, you still, uh, Rodney Dangerfield. How old was he when he started? Ah, uh, sixty-five. But I can't wait that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you had a great you, you run. Not anything, buddy. Yeah, I know. I, it's probably even harder now. City. Yeah, it's probably harder now. I would think getting work. I remember you told me once before. You told me. uh you gave me a long talk about the road and how it was kind of like a tiring for you. He was like, oh, I don't miss that. And I was like, what is this guy talking about? He sounds like yeah. he's seen a lot. Yeah, I <laughs> and have. now, years later. Now you're knowing what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> living, out, living out of a suitcase, uh, the same shit food every night. You, yep. know, you, you have to try to find some vegetables, you know, and some fruit to keep your uh, nutrition going. Yeah. Um, Lucky McDonald's just, carries that now, right? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, Steve's cholesterol is so high. I don't think he's ever stopped to yeah. uh, find a vegetable. I'm through the roof, man. My cholesterols and triglycerides are cholesterols. What, what did you say on stage? <laughs> if they poked you, cottage cheese would come out or something. Yeah, cheese, cheese would come out. When I poked my finger, and cheese came out. <laughs> Deep fried Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just winging them, man. Still out here winging them. So, are, are there any like uh, I don't know any. I don't know, just any ways that you handle uh, being on the road all the time? I mean, you're a lot by yourself a lot, just driving and everything, too. Um, what are some of the things to keep you sane, basically, on the road? I like to, uh, some uh, some things I do is I, I, I try to take along some books to read, but uh, I don't read, so that's kind of weird. <laughs> um, but the fact that they're there is very comforting to you. I can't right? look smart. <laughs> <laughs> in case I get pulled over, it's like, oh, you're an avid reader. I'm like, I sure aren't. <laughs> and uh, I, I take along books. I take along some DVDs. Um, one thing I like to do is like to thrift shop. 
uh, one of my favorite things to do after a show is I like to go to Walmart because when you enter Walmart, everything is the same. It's almost like you went to a giant uh, time machine. And everywhere you go becomes the same with the Walmart. So visit some Walmarts and thrift stores. If somebody has, like, I go somewhere where some historical sites, I'll, I'll check out a site and I'll, I'll write some material off of everything I see wherever I go. Hey, Chris, so, have, you gotten to, have you gotten to see Mount Rushmore yet? I have got to see Mount Rushmore. Yeah, and a, I was highly disappointed. I know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's made out of rocks. <laughs> yeah. Where's the black guy at? Yeah. No black guy on Mount Rushmore? Don't he got to finish his term first? <laughs> yeah. That guy's not black. <laughs> What's he, Hawaiian? I'm what black. is it? <laughs> he's, he's like he's like when somebody asks you, well, how do you want your coffee? Do you want it black or? He's the or. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Watch, I'll be getting pulled over by some agents as soon as I leave. Yeah, there you go. Well, I don't know, man. I had Jackie Mason on, and he blasted the shit out of Obama back at the in in January. And as far as I know, nobody ever went after him. So he hated. Yeah, he hates I think Obama. He's a little bit bigger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> he got more security. I'm just a little black dude from Indiana. Yeah, yeah man, that's true. I understand. But you you're gonna be a little black dude in L.A. soon. You're right. I will be. I'm not, you know what? I'm not really a political person like that. I just, uh, I want this country to, uh, to do better because we have done better. And I don't think that no matter if it was a black person in the White House or white person, I think this country is, uh, we went a lot of wrong directions. We have made a lot of wrong, you know, and it's everybody. It's not just the government. Of course, uh, you know, it's easy to say it's them, but, you know, people don't practice good spending habits. People, uh, they live, you know, beyond their means. Uh, nobody, tradition is not like it used to be. I mean, even the kids are these crazy kids. You see them on the news, and nobody can believe how kids can do stuff like that. I think it all starts at home. And if you just, I think if you take care of yourself, then we, we all be in a better place. But we can't just sit there and point fingers at the government because, you know, it starts somewhere else. It does. To me. Uh, we'll, we'll give the government 57% of the blame and 43% uh, goes Yeah, off. that works out. We'll give 43% yeah, to the fucked up parents Chris of the world. Chris is right, though, man. The people are nuts. Eating oh. faces with a face. What's with the face eating? Oh, yes, they were eating people, and yeah. snorting the bath salts. You know, if I had homeless, you know, I had... don't take bubble baths. <laughs> <laughs> always, that's what I was I was guess. always nervous about, you know, getting all cozy and sliding up under the water and, then, you know, just snorting some of that stuff and eating somebody's face. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, are you man. just allergic to face? Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, I, I just, I like the good old days when it used to just be pot. Now, you know, people want to get high, you know, these rappers, some of them, I, I love rap music. I love the old school rap music the most, but like I listen to the new rappers and, you know, they're, I think they're the ones that are influencing these kids to do crazy stuff. I heard a, a rapper saying he smoked purple flowers the other day. You know what? I like to get high <laughs> as much as the next person, but I, I'm going to draw a line at African violence. That's where. <laughs> purple flowers? Are you kidding me? Can I get an ounce of the purple tiger lilies, please? That's gonna be extra. <laughs> <laughs> then you got to worry about the side effects. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, side effects is you may be running across the causeway butt naked, and you may uh, you may eat somebody's face. Well, I I do try I don't, not. I don't, to... I don't like the side effects. I do try to I stay away from the better. other other white meat. I try to just stick with the white meat. You know, it's really weird. Or pork. It's, they did an autopsy on that guy, and they didn't uh, find any of the guy's face in his stomach. 
which tells me that the face must taste like bubble gum. <laughs> it's chewy, it's great, but you want to spit it out when you're done. <laughs> it loses its favor you quick. That is awesome. Shows hey, you why you know Steve what? is sharp. Is nobody recognized him before, and they still don't recognize that guy. <laughs> I know. He was he was an unknown before, and he still is. He actually. Do he, we know you? Yeah. He can now play. Who who is the crazy guy in the last Hannibal Lecter movie where his face was eaten off? We have a real guy. We don't need somebody with makeup for that anymore. Yeah, there you go. He he has He's a, a stunt double now. He has a new <laughs> role in life. Plays the dead body in all the movies. There you go. With the, with the face ripped off. All on. the zombie movies. Yeah. And nobody could tell. He could be in CSI Miami, CSI New York, 25 other initials that have to do with shows. Your acting is so real. <laughs> I really believed your face was off. Wow. You're, you're, you were dead on. Yeah. <laughs> We need we need more facial expressions. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help you. Your acting's killer. <laughs> so hey, I, I do normally ask one or two questions, so let's just get around to one real quick. What in the hell made you decide to start doing comedy in the first place? What what kind of wacko thoughts or miserable life or did your parents beat you or something? What drove you to the stage, my man? Thank God I went through the therapy. And this question didn't scare me too bad. Uh, I was actually, uh, my grandmother gave me a Joe book in, uh, when I was like five years old. And um, it was one, she owned a beauty salon, and I was really shy back then. So uh, I never liked to talk too much. And this is one of the things that actually kept me uh, in contact with people as far as communicating. You know, um, it's kind of hard when, like, you know, certain people are certain ways. And uh, I grew up a Jehovah's Witness, so, I mean, I was always separate from everybody so it actually allowed me to be able to express myself to people and people the way they responded when i told them the jokes it just made me uh so excited and then throughout life it just kept going and people would say stuff like hey man uh you know what i really hate you sometimes but when you joke i love you so much and <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know how to take it but it's not like a compliment so I, I decided to keep it going and uh you know Throughout life, it's just it's just been a real big instrument in helping me communicate with people. And I like to see people happy, so it becomes addictive. I think that's one of the most addictive natures outside of feeding your own ego on stage is um, the flip side is making people happy. When people say, hey, I've had a bad day. I just came from a funeral. Uh, we just decided to stop at a comedy club. You were here and just had to say, you just put our mind at ease. And it's just uh, when you hear that over and over and over, that's one of the things that keeps you, you know, wanting to perform every night. Some people, they literally perform off of ego, but uh, if I performed off my ego, then I, I think I would have just quit a long time ago just because my ego can, I mean, uh, you know, you can only take so much, so many compliments. You don't know how to take them, but when you see the expression of somebody or uh, it's almost like um, it's kind of surreal when you just see just somebody happy. It's almost like seeing your kids happy off of something that you did for them. And you're like, oh, I get it now. So it's just one of those things that made me feel good about life, seeing people happy. It's the heartwarming moments when you get off stage. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I think I'm one of the few people that actually <laughs> do it. For, a, lot of, a lot of people want to do it because they want to be famous. I mean, I, I love to help people. Steve was one of the people that helped me. He talked to me when I was, you know, first starting out my career. And 
uh, a couple other key guys uh, like Mike, uh, Mark Eddy, uh, a good friend of mine, Kenny Smith. They uh, they all told me, you know, do it, do it for the people, you know, and it kind of just it's a, it's a reflection, I guess, of your character, maybe, I guess, what you what you end up being. But uh, I've helped a lot of people, and it was just because people have helped me. People, a lot of people helped me get where I was at, and I don't, th- I couldn't have done it without them. There you go. So I just, I try, know. To, just try to make people happy. Steve still helps out and answers questions, oh, yeah. and yeah. he hasn't shown up to one of my writing sessions or one of the writing sessions that we have at Jack sometimes. Well, I, I do every once in a while. I just, uh, you know, I don't know. You don't give a shit. Yeah, like a, <laughs> I'm probably, a little different. I don't give a shit. I'm a little, uh, I'm, I'm a little older, older and more bitter now. There you go. You now, still now, show up to a lot of no, open I still, mics. Yeah, I still get yeah. out. I mean, he comes no. out to the open mics and harasses the crap out of the oh, young yeah. comics no, a little I bit. No, I don't. I help everyone. He's still a wealth of knowledge every time he shows up to the open mics. Still, Absolutely. Right? I try to be. He's yeah. become a legend down in, in the Clearwater area. Yeah. Yeah, kinda. definitely. Kind of. He tells <laughs> Listen, every time he's Steve. Like the, he's like Peyton Manning when he left the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you give Steve five six beers he will remind you of exactly how great he is he tells you stories of, <laughs> listen baby i got 27 hours worth of material at home i'm gonna fine-tune it to one hour and i'm hitting the road again <laughs> hey steve how's yeah. i ain't hitting the fucking road i don't know what yeah. you're talking about what are you nuts? <laughs> no the internet and everything hey why can't i just oh i want to do uh, like a uh shoe pack to to core i want to do one of his 3d images you, know, I, you I, just say two pack of sugar <laughs> Something like that. What did you say? Tupac Shakur. I forgot his last name. Tupac, Tupac Shakur. Oh, whatever. Tupac you get the Shakur's his last name. Okay. You sorry. get the last name right. I don't follow that country and western very much. But uh, uh, no, I, I figured uh, if I could do a 3D hologram of me, I'd just ship off my CDs to comedy clubs <laughs> and just do the show without actually being there. There you go. Nice. That way, if somebody you throws. You do that nowadays. Yeah, I know. You get famous off the internet. I know. Maybe you could do like Facebook a joke. They could pay you like two bucks, and you write a joke, and you just email them a joke every day. Oh, that'd be great. I could do that. There you, you go. Call a two bucks. Writer. <laughs> I write a hundred jokes a day. I'm sitting pretty. Now, now, how did you two both meet? You obviously both met in Indiana. Chris, weren't you working at, at Crackers? First, I was an employee at Crackers. Yeah. because I was the only black guy working at Crackers. Right. Wow. Yeah. Was that the first joke? Uh, <laughs> that was one of the first. No, jokes. he probably was. He's probably going. Oh, I'm funnier than this guy, man. I'll bet because he got to see comics every week, and I'll bet yeah. you he just went. I'm funnier than this guy. I'll hit the road. Who? I got. In a, I got in an accident back in uh, December of '99. And a friend kept telling me, you should do comedy. And I kept saying, I'm going to do comedy. And uh, one of my first acts was at this hotel by the airport. It was a radio station. They were doing a contest to open up for Jamie Foxx, who was coming in town like a month later. Uh, I went up as a blind guy. <laughs> and I had a friend of mine hold, uh, you know, walk me to the stage. And then the radio guy busted out on me. And then from there, I just let go and took the glasses off and took the gloves off, and from there I made it to the next round. And then I got the confidence to actually do stand-up. And then uh, I saw an article in the uh, – Steve, you remember the Nouveau magazine? Yeah. Is it still around? Nouveau, oh, yeah, strong. It's yeah, one of those underground papers, and they tell what's going on around town. And I opened it up one day, and it was an ad for a uh, for employee to be employer at Crackers Comedy Club. <laughs> 
worked there as a door guy because they told me I looked scary. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, imagine that. <laughs> and uh, I just I took that job and I got I took some acting classes and I started doing some modeling for some agencies and I did all that just so I could learn how to uh, act on stage and I wanted to watch comedy from the background from the inside of a club to, towards the stage so I wanted to learn every aspect from you know bartending cooking uh, uh, management and I just watched it all for a while then I got in the contest and it is definitely good to know how to prepare the salads when you're going to be on stage. It's good to know how to I toss a salad. Everything. I would, I would have to, I would, I would actually be cooking on a weekend night, and I would have to be thrown on stage in the middle of a show. Nice, and then nice. go right back to cooking. Well, and you know what? That's <laughs> that's, awesome. that's what a lot of club owners like, man. You'll do anything to get on stage. You just want to be there and be a part of the whole show. And you know, for a lot of people, that's how they start. They just get in there, get a job, and work their way in. Yeah, it's, it's actually. Uh, I would. I tell people that uh, two of my favorite jobs I've ever had was working at a comedy club and working at a movie theater just because, you know, you get that feel of being a part of a team to make something happen. And um, comedy clubs, there's just so much energy there. Like when you become part of a comedy club, all your friends are comedians or comedy club workers. Right. And everybody else, they're just like everybody else. Like they're civilians. Yep. That's kind of the same here with me, Chris. I mean, I haven't changed that much. I, all I do is hang out at comedy clubs. That's my social life. But it's that's it's, it keeps you happy though. Yeah, you know, he's a miserable it's not like fucker. Going to a I don't know what you're talking about. With hope, and you walk out depressed. Yeah, you know, no phone numbers. Nobody looked at you. Oh, the, I know. The only time nobody it's a lonely, thankless job. The only time Steve's ever happy is when he gets to watch that reality show, Honey Boo Boo. Is that what it's called? I've never seen that show in my life. <laughs> I listen. I saw your Honey Boo Boo book bag yeah, right they, up here. You got the wrong Steve Barrett on your Facebook. Though. <laughs> there's two Steve Barretts. Yeah, there's actually. You won't believe this, but there's a Stephen Baird. Type, uh, type it in. He's a children's entertainer. He does songs and puppets and stuff. It sounds kind of like your act. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I got three Dave Franks, me and two other Dave Franks. One is a comedian out of Chicago, and the other guy just he just has a picture of him smoking a hookah pipe. But I was like, really? Nice. You're a fucking comedian? That was you. That was no. <laughs> when I smoked stuff, it wasn't out of a hookah. It, yeah. was, it was illegal stuff when I smoked it. Hookah's legal. Yeah. What, what's, what was illegal stuff? No, no, no. I, when, when, when I smoked, it was illegal, and it was green and sticky. Okay. And icky, That's icky, icky. Because you could have smoked all kinds of stuff that was illegal. Yeah, he doesn't like eating lettuce. <laughs> 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 but it's been a long, long time. That was like a, a different life, a different state. Is your, is, your, is your parole officer listening? You can be frank with us, Dave. No, <laughs> no, no, no. You don't have to. If you do, if you do real comedy, you smoke pot, right, Steve? No. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why hesitation. <laughs> Bam. Yep. <laughs> and that's why I still have a full time job because I don't do real comedy. I do fat guy that's jokes. Right. You, you're you're a uh, employee of the Big V, right? Uh, the Big Vagina. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, yes. That is who I, I work did, for. I Vagina International. <laughs> nice. Limited. <laughs> limited well i you know yeah i work with electronics and stuff and you know i'll tell you electronics are like the new age crack i feel like a crack dealer 
Because parents, do you? Oh yeah, man. You you get a mom. I need a fix, ma. I need a new iPod. I, I I need I need a laptop. I need some, it's like a fix. They can't survive without the internet. I'm an internet dealer. Come to me wow. to get your internet fix, baby. Just we'll snap your arm right in. We'll get you a little armband to hold your your internet gadgets. It's gonna be fun. They um things are gotten crazy. Uh, you, you ever have you recently gotten those uh. People calling you or or texting you saying, "Hey man, I'm at the store. I'm getting a new phone. What should I get? The iPhone or the Android?" Oh man, we sell. I sell so many different products. I get so many different questions, but they want them all. They want all the phones. They want the tablets. They want the sport watches. They They want everything. Yeah, they can't get enough. If they can make an electronic refrigerator that showed you pictures of what food looked like, people would buy it. I mean, come on. Pe- people have watches that had pets on them that they had to keep alive. Could you imagine? I got to feed my watch. <laughs> <laughs> I got to feed my pet watch. I got to make sure my refrigerator on my watch is, is at the perfect temperature. There's so much stuff, but you know what? There's enough fucked up comedy and other shit going around in the world that we don't have to talk about my job to have fun. I think that'd be an interesting thing. You go look for a refrigerator. Does it get Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> can, really? can, can I connect to Twitter on this? Yeah. <laughs> can I tweet from my refrigerator? That, that should be at like a diet place. This fridge, sir, this fridge comes with a direct link to your watch and your Facebook. If you take out a gallon of milk, it lets everybody know on your Facebook that you he's poured eight ounces. I don't this think was, we're too far from that, to be honest. I know. Absolutely not. Checking we're not, in, we're just, not too far. I went right. to. I went to the gym today for the first time in 16 months. My fat ass posted it, and I get more responses on Life? that than I do on anything. They were happy for you. They were happy. They were probably <laughs> amazed. Mm-hmm. I was happy for you. I hadn't even met you yet. I was like, that's a good start to our interview. There you go. You I appreciate on, you that. You to work some of that ass off? You know, I wish I had an ass. It's all belly and no neck. I have, like, no ass. It's like a Frank family tradition. Men have no asses in the family. It's, uh, it sucked. We, From the back, I, I look like a want one because you're a dude, right? Oh, definitely. And if I'm so big girl, in the front. I'm so big in the front. If I had a big butt in the back, I'd have to live a lifestyle of sweatpants and oversized t-shirts. It would be fucking horrible. Wait, but, bro, you got a front booty, dude? I got, <laughs> dude. If you look at me you from the back. Dude, from the front, I'm sorry, from the back, I look like a fucking football player. From the front, I look like a fucking train wreck. It's just horrible. I'll vouch for that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> for the train wreck part. I'm so sad to hear that for you, bro. <laughs> well, it's all my own damn fault. You know, you go back 10, 12 well, years ago, I was like 140 pounds lighter. I was a gym rat. I power lifted. I was squatting 500 and change, benching 300 and change. Are you talking change. about high school or something, or is this like yesterday? No, this is like 10 years ago. I'm okay. 40, so yeah. I was I was a gym rat and a power lifter for probably from 28 to 32. You know, there was like maybe 30, maybe 27, because it was a good five years, but I always worked out when I was younger. And then the last eight years, I just fell apart and drive throughs went to dollars for double cheeseburgers. That's when the that's when the uh, dollar menu came out, right? Absolutely. Listen, remember I remember when the came out. Oh man, double size, People super size, free rolls. Free used to cost money. They yep. were actually they used to cost the exact same it was for a regular. Yep, yep. You know what I miss from the dollar menu though, and I don't know if I I've never seen them in another. Gone up to a dollar twenty. 
The hazard? I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> I used to go to, in New York, and maybe it was just New York, you used to go be able to go to the McDonald's drive-thru and get the most delicious mozzarella sticks in the world. Really? I, I left New York, and people yeah. were like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, dude, the mozzarella sticks. I don't know why. <laughs> New Yorkers are mozzarella sticks. They had to have them at the McDonald's drive-thru. Yeah. That's horrible. They had chicken at the uh, McDonald's in the Bahamas. They have, uh, like, chicken wings. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> really? They had a uh, you. They have a chicken Big Mac as well there. Nice. No kidding. Way That's too much chicken good. coming from a brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was too much chicken. It was it was bread chicken, bread chicken, bread, and I, I just got so irritated. <laughs> I threw the rest of the Big Mac on the ground, and the seagull came and ate it. And it oh. spit it out. Well, no, he didn't spit it out. He just had some bath salt. Yeah, oh. I was gonna say, it's eating a bird, isn't it? Make it a cannibal. Little bird on bird. Yeah, no kidding. So now, I think everybody in the room has moved here from somewhere else. You were originally from up north, right, Gwiggy? Uh, Vermont, actually. Yeah, Vermont, and you Vermont. were originally from yeah. Indianapolis. And Chris, are you originally from Indi- Indiana and Indianapolis area? Yes, sir. I'm originally from Indianapolis, Indiana, and uh, this would be my first move out of the uh, area. So you were about to find out how much, because you grew up on one kind of food, and it doesn't matter where you grow up. When you leave that area, you think all the other food is not as good as where you grew up. What do you uh, think, Steve? That is a, I'm, I'm a Libra, man. I can't make a I'll decision eat to save my life. No. I, don't, I don't have a favorite anything. I don't get adjusted to anything. I just go with the flow wherever I go. So yep. you're just okay if your food sucks. Yeah, all right. This is my food. All right. Like Chinese yeah, food is good at any city. Yeah, has something good about them. Uh, I like to listen to the debates about barbecue. Like, uh, is it Kansas City barbecue, or is it North Carolina, or is it Texas, or is it Arkansas, or Tennessee? Who has the best barbecue? And uh, guess what? It's all about the sauce. It's not even about the barbecue. Wow. So, where's your favorite place to eat barbecue? <clears throat> My favorite place is Pig In and Pig Out. That's in uh, Wichita, Kansas. Nice. Uh, those people are so amazing and. Uh, every Friday, the comedians from the comedy club there, they uh, take them there for a little uh, afternoon pigging out. And uh, it's, the food is just strictly amazing. The staff is awesome. They've, they've got all these uh, awards on the wall. <laughs> nice. It almost looks like you went to a Grammy vault. Man. Why did I have to start this diet and gym thing? We could have been making a road trip. I'm off next week. Shit. Oh, yeah. That's one of those places I, I enjoy going back to specifically just to go see those people. Well, They're just nice people, but I mean, barbecue—they they got a good barbecue everywhere. It just depends on what your what your your taste is, you know. Some people like pizza. Do you like right. New York pizza? You like Chicago pizza? Right. I, I like New like York style pizza. pizza the best. But it's funny you said that because that was the whole reason I I brought up the food thing was my first. I, know. Exp- I knew it. I, I read I read minds too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You might make more money at like, that. That's, that's what these dreadlocks are for. These are antennas into another universe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could reach into the deepest essence of a fat man's mind. He picks it. up Predator. Uh, it's predator <laughs> there you go. But when I first moved to Florida, everybody always talked about how when you leave New York and you go to Florida, you're going to hate the pizza. So I'm driving by a place and it says New York style pizza. I'm like, this can't be bad. Let me call them up. You know, I got home. I looked up their thing on the internet, and I call them up. And when you're from New York, I guess you talk a little different. So the little girl answers the phone, and I'm like, yeah, let me get a large pie with meatball. And she's like, sir, you're calling a pizza place. Why are you asking for pie? And I'm like, what are you you talking about? I just want a large pie with meatball. She goes, sir, 
I'm telling you, we don't serve pie and really a meatball pie. It sounds disgusting, sir. And I'm just like, I'm like, is your manager there? And she puts the manager on the phone and I'm like, can I get a large pie with meatball? He's like, yeah, no problem. Why? Why do you need to speak to me? And I'm like, who the fuck is answering the phone? What? She goes, oh, that 16-year-old girl. He goes, Dave, she's from Florida. Because at that point, he knew my name. He goes, it's always it's pizza here. I'm like, what do you mean? It's a fucking pizza pie. He goes, yeah, but if you don't say the word pizza, she thinks you want to order a pie. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. Really? It's just a pie because it comes in eight slices, you little 16-year-old <laughs> tramp. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck? And when I got there, she had all attitude with me. Like she wanted to fight me, and I'm like, I could take you, you little 16-year-old shit. Wow. I'd usually just pick up my food and leave. Well, I was yeah. pissed, man. Don't tell me I don't know how to fucking order a pizza. <clears throat> you know, I had that same place ordering some Chinese food in Iowa before. It was the same situation. It was like, is, are these white people that are answering the phone, or they weren't even Asian? <laughs> yeah. They, they weren't Jewish. They, saw the biz- they were Jewish. They saw the business opportunity. Now they ship that Chinese. job off to China, man. That's another job they ship oh, it, to China. <laughs> everything's going, getting outsourced to China. We won't have anything left. If you had Americans making egg rolls. blow jobs over China. That's how bad it's getting here in the States. Ooh. <laughs> that is bad. Yeah. Everything's outsourced. <laughs> so, blow Chris. Jobs, send them over to China. So, because you are going to be in Florida tomorrow. You couldn't be here tonight. Did, did we ask you where I you're can, actually going to be? I had to get an oil change. I, I believe in preventative maintenance. Are you driving down? Yes, I am driving down. Dude, you got to leave like in an hour or so, don't you? No, He's going to hang I'm up the phone good. and hit the road. I get good guys gas mileage. It's like, it's like what, 15 and a half hours, 16 hours? <clears throat> so where, Tampa? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, you're about 13, 14. But he's going. Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah, I'd he's say going about like 14. another hour. Yeah, aren't I'd, you? Still, I'd say about 14 hours. Where are you going to be in Florida? You're performing. Uh, Cortez, Florida, at the Swordfish Grill, grilling bar. It's on the beach. You driving down Maybe here for a, a one Maybe night show? What's the weather looking like? Oh, it's nice, man. It's nice. It's humid. Yeah. Your balls are going to stick to your thighs. And just and just like we used to do back in the day, and go get a tan, bro. Yeah, Indiana Beach. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, we used to do it on the roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love. I had this is the least time I've ever come down to Florida. Every uh, every year I normally come down a few times, and I get a really nice brown bronze, you know, glow. Nice. Now, this year I didn't. It's just I just straight look, you know, just chocolate right now. There you go. <laughs> You're gonna come down here and get the. The Godiva shine. Godiva. <laughs> that, 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 you know what? I like the way that sounds. I think I might change my name to the Chocolate Cowboy. <laughs> nice. What do you got? The right. short, you got the swordfish the grill up there? Hat. Yeah. You what? Gwiggy got the swordfish grill up there so he could tell all of the Florida listeners where, where the club is going to be at, the address, what time your show well, goes it's, on. It's probably going to be at the same place it always is. The swordfish grill probably doesn't move. <laughs> yeah, but this is the first time they're hearing about my on my show. It's a really good show. Uh-huh. You know, they actually do a comedy night there every Tuesday. That's pretty cool. Every Tuesday, right? Nice. Tomorrow's the ninth. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't been in this area in a while. 
Go ahead. You're reading to yourself. That doesn't I, help the listening well, I'm audience. Just, uh, I'm looking at the calendar. It just says Comedy Night. Laugh along with two national touring stand-up comics. So who Dinner else? package is yeah, available. That's, that's, that's unbelievable, huh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Who's the other national touring comic? Doing all the laughing. <laughs> yeah, it's not changed much, Chris. We're still on the top ten list of tsunamis. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Right. If one hits on the Gulf of Mexico. may not be here after the tornadoes or hurricane season. <laughs> yeah. Well, we keep getting missed. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we're lucky here. I well, haven't you... seen shit but heavy rain since I moved here five years ago. Yeah. I have been here six and nothing. I want to see a hurricane. When's the last, uh, 97? Was that uh, Hurricane Charlie? Was not 97, 2007 when it came through? Oh, yeah. I just missed, um, just missed. Tampa came inland. Yeah, I guess because I, I moved here in two thousand seven. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, it must have been before that. It, ha- it was. That's when they that. shut down Disney World and uh and uh, Universal. Yeah, that year. I think I was in 04 or something like that. A five something like that. Yeah, that had to be just a couple years before I got here. They got hit real yeah, bad down in uh Fort Lauderdale and all that area too during that storm, right? Yeah, that's the 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 weekend I met Mitch Hedberg actually. Nice. I drove over there to uh, Tampa. I was working at Universal Studios, and I drove over to Tampa. And uh, their shows had been shut down the night before as well. And so I think it was a Sunday show. And I was going to see my friend Kenny Smith, actually. I'd never even seen Mitch Hedberg perform, and I just kind of got uh, acquainted with his style. And uh, it, it was it was just a surreal moment just to walk in there. And uh, Kenny got me a spot on stage. Um, you know, I met a lot of the uh, local comics around there met the staff, and uh, Mitch wasn't there to even see my show. But, you know, Kenny hyped me up, you know, a whole lot to him, and um, we actually talked after the show. Mitch, you know, did all his fan stuff. I mean, this this guy is the most incredible um, person to talk to after the show as far as how he treated people. It was almost like he was a star, but he wasn't a star. Like, nobody just, like, bummed bum rushed him or anything like that they had to you know the respect to keep the space off and you know he would talk on the phone he they pass on the phone he would he was just as, and eventually you know the fire died down you know he got paid uh he came out he asked to use somebody's cell phone and it was almost like he was a regular comic like a no-name comic because everybody tuned him off nobody wanted to listen to him and i said hey you can use my cell phone kind of like a little kid in the commercial sure <laughs> and he he took my cell phone. He said, thanks, kid. He walks away, and I was like, holy shit, Mitch Hedberg is on my phone. Yeah, Mitch Hedberg is running <laughs> up a $150 bill on my phone. Ten minutes later, the same thing. 30 minutes later, I'm like, fuck, where the hell is Mitch Hedberg with my fucking phone? <laughs> <laughs> he was getting high in his truck with your phone. He was calling. Yeah, it wasn't even a smartphone back then. So, uh, <laughs> you know, finally he came in, and, you know, I stopped being angry, and uh he said thanks a lot and gave my phone back and we sat and talked for like 30 or 40 minutes about like whatever just whatever it was just so cool and i said hey man uh uh me and my wife we were really big fans of you and your work and he's like oh man you don't know how much that means to me because i really love when black people dig my shit said, my wife's white motherfucker this is a one-sided compliment yeah, but it was uh, he was one of the most incredible people, uh, celebrity-wise, I've ever met, and just a genuine guy. And after after that, I really, really was you know reinforced with you know how I looked at comedy because 
way he looked at comedy is it's just something it was just his art form and he loved to do to make people happy i mean i've heard stories where he showed up at you know some college kids dorm room the next day after they told him the night before they didn't have you know ac and he showed up like with a you know an ac wall unit or whatever to help him put it in you know that's the kind of stuff that that's some superhero shit to me yeah and you know we don't have enough of that everybody's pretty much out here trying to you know, just get bigger and bigger and bigger instead of, you know, we're we're here to heal people. It's like doctors with jokes. Yep. Absolutely. I had a I was talking with a comedian once and he was saying, you know, he was so impressed by how a fireman reacted to watching him perform. And the fireman was so grateful and saying how you know how much of a release and right. everything was and the guy was like, But I'm just a comedian. I'm like, but you know, I'm you know, in my, during the day I'm a sales guy. You know, during the day Steve's a sales guy now. Uh Gwiggy chops his finger off with some chops a lot thing. And, much, yeah. You know, in the beginning you you know, a lot of people have other things to do and you are that release. Just we, we get equally as excited and thankful if we need a fireman. Damn, thank you for being here. I'm so appreciative. And when that fireman comes in and he gets that release after a hard hard week of saving yeah. people, you know, it's 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 a lot more important to people than you think, and well, obviously not than anybody here thinks. But you know, we all think we're legendary or hope to be legendary well, one you day. You guys are legendary. Legends. Yeah. My weight is legendary. I think uh, one of my uh, most my favorite shows ever to do is for uh, United States military uh, because with the same situation, you actually get that same feeling. Like yeah. when you go overseas on a show and you do that show, I mean, it could be a celebrity and it could not be, it could be you, Joe Schmo comedian, and you will get the exact same respect from every, you know, service man and woman. And, you know, they acknowledge you when they see you around the base, walk around because it's posters up with you. Oh, there's the comedian guys. I mean, you get, they give you medals of honor, you know, ceremonies, you know, the whole, everybody's the same stars or not. If you're coming over there to, to perform for them, Everybody is a star, period, yeah. on the same level. That's cool, Chris. It's so amazing. To... And I'll never not appreciate the military specifically because, you know, just the way they treated us when we went over there. They didn't have to treat us like that. Right. You know, I did one show for, you know, a lot of retired veterans once uh, with a radio station. It was a whole fundraiser, and it was a great opportunity. I'm far from ready to be going, traveling around the, the country, let alone the world, to visit military bases. But... Anytime you get to do a charity or a function of that of sort is great. I mean, I've done some stuff with uh, Alzheimer's and various. You know, I've gotten some of my best stage time by do, by be, being willing to do charity shows. Yeah, you know? so it's a it's, great I mean, way you, to give you're, back. You're you're just like standing in the pocket like a quarterback. You're not afraid to take on real shit. You know, and I think if you if you do stuff like that, it makes you humble and it makes you more versatile. I've always been a big fan of people, comics that moved all around. Some comics like a regional, like Florida, I think you guys are one of those places where comics are regional, Florida, uh, Texas, you know, you get a pocket, an area where it's kind of like big and, you know, it's kind of like hard to get out of there. Then comics don't want to leave those areas. And they become, uh, a, just kind of like a comic of their region. Like yeah. Texas comics, they, they normally stay in Texas. Sometimes they go to Oklahoma, you know, places like that, New Mexico or Arizona, but, a lot of them stay there, 
and it's kind of like one of those things is if you do like different kinds of shows, you do some corporates, if you do some, you know, some shithole one, uh, hell gigs or, you know, comedy club gigs, colleges, casinos, I think if you do a mix like that, it makes you more of a sharper comic than just, you know, just doing road material or just doing corporates. You know, you have to, I think to, it depends on what kind of comic you want to be, but if you want to be ultimately versatile, I think that's like different elements like that and doing, you know, a convention for Alzheimer's, you know, maybe nobody showed up, nobody remembered it, but <laughs> you did the job, bro. Well, I know one of my most exciting times even on stage was at a Alzheimer's charity event. It was one of my biggest as far as audience. It was a little over 600 people in the audience, and I was like, holy shit, this is a cool feeling when you're looking out at 600 people and they're laughing for at Alzheimer's? you for... Yeah, I mean, they forgot the joke. Do you joke. Think I, any of them remembered your set? Absolutely not. I said I told the same joke twice, and I got last both times. <laughs> we don't know who this guy even is. <laughs> and I'm going to come back and do it again this year. Like, this guy's been... great. He's got a whole new set list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should be on Jay Leno. <laughs> I, I agree. I think I should be on Jay Leno, Dave Letterman. I should be on everywhere. I don't know what they're going to let me do, but I should be there. I have a friend that, that got on the Jay Leno show and Steve Harvey's big time uh, drinking mustard. He's what? Yeah, but doesn't that make you puke? He, he's right. He's a comedian, and he got on Steve Harvey's big time show that he used to have on. He also got on to uh, Jay Leno's show because he he drank like a uh, one of those was it a quart or whatever you know of mustard. Wow. I hope he closes. Yeah, he goes with by that. the name of look him up. His name is Mark Kiko, the mustard man. And uh, <laughs> wow. I've been friends with him. He lives he lives outside of the Portland area. Real awesome guy, and uh, he's a collector as well. He's a amazing of collector. mustards from around the world. Of what? Of mustards from around the world? No, he's a collector of 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 Hot Wheels. Uh, he actually has Dave. He actually has uh, the last. Recorded interview by uh, for uh, Mitch Hedberg actually in the studio. Oh, wow. he has it on uh, cassette tape. Uh, he's 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 a collector of a lot of stuff. I mean, wow, and awesome, like a brother to me. Um, but he actually had these bottles of mustard that he he drank on the Steve Harvey show, and also the um, the Jay Leno show. And he's got both of them autographed by both of those guys. He drank the whole thing of mustard in like seconds. I, I could do a hot and spicy challenge for him if it's going to get me on. I, I could whack back some that's habaneros bro, and some ghost chili. That would, that would instantly almost kill you. I don't think he can eat mustard anymore. Gee, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. No, serious. He's got to eat a hot dog with ketchup, no mustard. Ooh. it's no way to live. Condiments are no good yeah. for you anyway. <laughs> yeah, especially by themselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Your big thing of mayonnaise. I remember my my <laughs> uncle Mitch, and he's a he's a physician's assistant now. Growing up as you know, you're growing up as a little kid, and he'd come up, and I'd be making a sandwich. He's like, Dave, let me let me show you how to make the sandwich. And he'd take the sandwich that had all the you know the bologna and the cheese, and he'd be like, This is your sandwich, Dave. He goes here. This is a mustard sandwich. This is going to give you hair on your chest, and that's what I got. Friggin' bastard! Now I got a hairy chest, and I don't get big sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, like, it was just the mustard that did that. It had nothing to do with genetics yeah. or anything. He's a doctor. Yeah. It had to be the mustard. <laughs> sure, wasn't because you I matured. Yeah, that's why I eat such big sandwiches now. Because everybody used to steal my sandwiches and give me mustard ones. Uncle Mitch, you fed into my fatness. This is partly your fault. I blame you. Favorite sandwich place? 
What's my favorite What's sandwich favorite? place? You're Jimmy John's guy. You're a Subway guy. You are no. A, uh, what, I would like to. Place I would like to go back to my hometown to a little place called the Silver Lake Deli and have them make me a sandwich, which is like an inch and a half thick of meat. You get a nice Italian combo made right on real Italian bread, and you're a happy guy. You can't get nothing like Where that. that? It's in New York. And New York. What yeah. about the Lucky Dill? I've never eaten at the Lucky oh, Deli. Dude. Oh, dude. Well, it's a New York deli. Yeah, but he didn't. Here in Florida. Firehouse you guys at Firehouse Sub, guys? Oh, yeah, yeah. Firehouse uh, is good. I, I, I've heard they're good. I went there once. I did not enjoy it. The only thing I oh. did enjoy is they had a large selection of hot and spicy sauces, but none of them were hot enough for me. Cause oh, I'm like, look at you. Well, I'm. I'm to pour it all on me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I am a spice you head. Yeah, the, the the spicy sauce that I eat every day is Dave's Insanity with ghost chili pepper in it. Oh my god! So what I mean, wrong I with you? Uh, there's a lot wrong with me. Yeah, you got a you got a demon inside of you. you yes, it. dude, I eat like a habanero, at least one habanero a day. Especially now that I'm working out again, I'm gonna have habaneros <clears throat> in my eggs every morning. Wow! Like whenever I, I eat out, guy cleaning your drawers. Uh, <laughs> he didn't have so, any clothes in him anyway. Yeah, I, I have. I, I just have a spice fetish. It's gotten me in trouble a couple of times because I didn't wash my hands Wait, well enough. Some guys like toes. Some guys like legs and ass. You like spices? Yeah. <laughs> just, just like I like my you women know, I spicy. Like paprika rubbed on my hair and nipples. <laughs> <laughs> some dill rubbed on my ding. That, that's why I go for the Latino women. They got a little spice to them. I like that. They're spicy. They also carry knives. I like yeah. knives. That's how I got circumcised. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a great The memory. old school way, huh? That's right. She's like, bitch, that's too big. Let me trim it around so it fits. Really? Who's from Vermont over there? I'm from Vermont, actually. This is Gwiggy. What part of Vermont? Uh, Burlington, actually. Burlington, I'll be there for New Year's Eve. Yeah, nice. I've played nice. Burlington before. It's a beautiful city. It is really nice, yeah. Gwiggy's Gwick- oh, yeah. banned from there for oh. molesting statues, so he's not allowed yeah. back. Chris, what's the name of the club there in Burlington, do you know? It is the Hampton Inn. Oh, oh nice. yeah. Hotel, they, <laughs> yep, that's nice. the same one I did, I think. It's right oh. there on the water? Uh, I don't know. They are, they are actually, um, I guess they're one of the bigger hotels in the city. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the same one I did. It's next to some restaurant. Oh, I don't know about that. That would make good sense, though, to have a hotel next to a restaurant. It it would would be fitting. It's a very popular restaurant there. It's like a bar and grill. It's right next to the hotel. I think it's maybe some kind of way connected to it or something. But it's a really, it's the Hampton Inn in Burlington. And I was just there, actually, downtown in a place called the Monkey House uh, a few months ago. Back in February, I was there at the Monkey House. Hmm. Nice. Hey, Chris, guess what? We are down to the last three minutes of the show, which means it's time for shameless plugs. You get to go last because you're the guy calling in. You're the special one. I have one shameless plug or two. This week, Friday, I will be doing the cholesterols of comedy with the wacky JT Burns, Sean Purvis, myself, Maureen Sullivan, and MC David Hines. And next week on the show, did you know I have your buddy calling in, Sean? Who was that? Oh, come on, man. You don't look at my schedule. You don't know my friends. What's up? You I ain't... did. It wasn't updated when I looked on there. All right. So I the, have... So it's there. 
It's dead. No, I don't <laughs> post shit. I'm just messing with him. No, next week I have your buddy Daryl Littleton Sr. calling in. Oh, It'll nice. be his second okay, call. From, uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's going to be promoting his new book. He he he. Uh, he called oh, yeah, in. And per- I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Right. I did see that. Yeah. He first he called in and he promoted when he did uh, the book about Cat, you know, the rise and yeah. fall yeah, of Cat Williams. Williams. And this is going to be the new book about where he's interviewed a whole bunch of comedians or female yes, comedians. Females. I just read that today. You're yeah. right. So it's going to be it's going to be a great little thing. Uh, Gwiki, you got anything coming up? Uh, let's see. Tomorrow night, nine to eleven, Control Chaos, right here on Comedy Slam Radio, and uh, booyah. The only thing that I got coming up, uh, big show that I got coming up is December fifth with Got Jokes at the Improv. Nice. So, oh, I forgot. Cool. I'm I'm doing my my aunt's seventieth birthday on Saturday. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big That's two this weekend. I got Steve, nothing. You got I nothing. got nothing. How do you got nothing? Because I haven't tried. <clears throat> you have <laughs> nothing. In the Something next always month? pops up, man. I always get a phone call. So you're usually... probably going to be working somewhere this weekend. Not this weekend, but maybe uh, what are you gonna be doing sometime this next month. You're going to come see Fat Davey at Coconuts? What, when are you going to be there? Friday night, yeah, 8 I'll o'clock. Pop in. You're going to pop in? Yeah. JT, Maureen, Sean Purvis. It's going to be a good time. Nice. So basically and your schedule is Steve Baird, TBA. There you go. There. <laughs> Chris, fire off some good news because the rest of us are lame as all hell. Uh, you can catch me on Tuesday night uh, at Cortez, in Cortez, Florida, at the Swordfish Bar and Grill. Uh, Thursday, no, Friday, you can catch me at University of uh, Southern Maine and Guam, Maine, and pretty soon in Los Angeles, California, as well as uh, mm-hmm. I have a CD release coming out February 22nd, 24th. February 24th, uh, my new CD is coming out. It's cool. Called, Hello, my name is I need Chris. you. I need you to do me a favor. Yes. Call me and let's let's have you on the week or the the week before or the week of it coming out, and we'll shoot the shit again. And let everybody know what's coming out. It you sounds sh- good. It's going to be uh the parties. Maybe uh maybe Steve, do you ever come back home? Uh I haven't been home for about three years, four years maybe. Probably three. not. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be kind of at the sinking ship in Broderpool. All Broderpool right. Ninth in college. It's going to be there on that Sunday. But uh, we should yeah, definitely help and, promote that uh, when it comes also, closer. Chrisshaw.com, as spelled with a K, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, also uh, The Real Chrisshaw. What the hell is Instagram? I've been seeing that on Facebook all over the place. People just taking pictures? Facebook just bought them like a couple months ago. It's, it's actually like a, a, you can take a picture. It's almost just like a Twitter, except it's pictures. Mm. You know mm. what I mean? And then you could change the tone of the picture. See what actually, I mean? I it's like a new flavor crack. And it says, uh, you look better on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, you know, that's... You can really really hook up your picture on on Instagram. You got to check it out. Who's, uh, what the heck is his name? Ollie. Was Ollie the comedian? At one of the open mics, he goes, I I ordered Instagram and I'm still waiting for it to come. Was it Ollie? I don't know. It sounds like something he'd say. Yeah, I think he was saying, I joined Instagram and I'm still waiting to get my gram. It was pretty funny. (laughs) See, it was funnier uh, when he did it. Nice. You know. (laughs) So it's third party funny yes. because you're retelling. Let me it, tell so some it's... more of Ollie's jokes that go yeah, over there well. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So we thank you very much for calling in. Uh, I thank really you, appreciate you having you me on. Tomorrow. Hey, Chris. Tomorrow or the next day. Maybe. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I actually start some vacation, so I'll actually be around on Thursday. You're going to be around Thursday. 
I won't be around Thursday. I have to make my way back north because. Sorry to about to your damn Maine luck. Boston. You don't get to hang out with Fat Dave. It's a heck of a drive, man. <laughs> Florida to Maine. <laughs> I'm gonna, oh. I think I'm going to fly up to Maine. Oh, okay. There you nice. go. You can leave your car Not at Steve's Maine. house. Yeah, there you go. Do what? You can leave your car at Steve's house. That's what I plan on doing. I'm like <laughs> Batman. You know, I just park my Batmobile one place and then park my motorcycle here. Nice. nice. All right, man. I want to thank everybody again. Quiggy, thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me. Steve, Chris, thank you for stopping Chris, by. Chris, good talking to you, buddy. Chris, you too, man. good luck to you, man. Thank you. Thank Nolan. You. Thank you, gentlemen. Good luck, brother. Thank you for producing another great show. Let's be out. We'll speak to you next week. All right, brother. Thanks for listening in to the Let's Be Frank show on ComedySlamRadio.com. If you missed this show or like to catch up on past shows, visit us on Stitcher Radio and iTunes at Let's Be Frank's Podcast, and have a great night. We'll see you next week.